my name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio, sponsored by Tree of Life, Avid Company, and our new partner, Helping Hands. Yay, and we're going to talk about them in a little bit. So, But first, I want you to jump right in to our topic of the week. Anger. So angry. Just so mad. Just so mad. Well, and we're going to talk about anger, not just in terms of our children, but in terms of the general um, idea of what anger is and how we can look at it from a positive perspective. Not easy to do, um, but I've been working with anger for a long time here now. Well, I think we all have feel anger quite often, right? but you just said working with it, and I think that even softens the idea of anger not being such a bad thing. I feel it differently, and I, I kind of view it differently, and I can't sit here and say, oh, I like it. I don't think anyone can say they enjoy anger, but because I view it through a lens of transformation, mm-hmm. I think it's just, a, not. I think, I know it's just another part of us that is trying to help us grow and see things differently. We view it as some kind of outside entity that is coming you know, into us and changing what we're thinking or who we are, but really... It's a part of who we are to help us be well, whole. Well, and I think the outside entity is whatever it is that makes us angry. So say it's road rage. It's Good start point. with something easy. Like that that person made me angry. But when in fact we make ourselves angry, right? They're the stimulus. They are the they are the ones that instigated the, the anger. anger that you're feeling. Right. But why do some things make us angry and some things don't? Why do some things make one person angry but not another person? Why does you and I have these discussions all the time because things that make me angry don't make sense to you. Correct. And vice versa. So obviously anger is not general. The something that uh, Anger comes from something that is triggered inside you. So whereas one, me driving down the road and someone kind of cutting me off, it, it really, I hate to say it, but it wouldn't bother me that much. Usually you can kind of tell what's happening as long as it's not a unsafe type thing. Whereas somebody else, some, someone cutting them off could drive them into complete rage. Right. So it's like, why is that different? And what, you know, what makes us different? In yeah, that and way? I think it's the severity. Let's say somebody cuts you off and it's no big deal. They just make you slow down. I don't know. I don't think that that would necessarily, I mean. Well, I that, guess my point is it's, I'm not trying to get deep about the, the, the road, example, the, example, the example. But what I'm trying to say is when someone does cut in front of me, it doesn't even blip on my radar. If it was unsafe, it would. But somebody else who's like driving, someone may cut in front of them and all of a sudden it throws them into a tizzy. Or, Do you want to- or in a, probably would have, you, you would get angry if you're having a crappy day, I'm guessing. Like Maybe. you have less tolerance for it. But what Possibly. you're saying is most of the time when you're in the car, you're... you're. And we let's use another example because I don't want to get lost in the minutiae okay. of this. I'm trying to say that where one thing, someone may say something mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, like, hey, did you get your hair cut? Oh. And one person. Oh my gosh, that would make me so angry. Well, here's the thing. One person may say, no, I didn't. And it just rolls off their shoulders. Another person may get angry and be like, no, I didn't. And what makes you think I did? And they're triggered in mm-hmm. a different way. Right. But it's the comment itself is isolated. Right. It's what it instigates. Is that the right word? It's what it triggers. The stimulus. Inside of us. Okay. So am I getting too deep here? Because no. I don't want to lose no, you or anybody know. else. No, I think I follow you. Because what I want to focus on is the fact that when anger comes up for us, instead of focusing on that person or that comment or the person who cut us off, the question is, why am I angry right now? Right. What did that bring up? Look inward instead of outward. Ex- always. Is there ever a, ch- a thing that we do where we don't look inward? I mean... Well, we should look inward. But I think most of us look outward. 
Right. And maybe maybe our first response is outward. Right. But then when I am really triggered by something, when something has made me really angry, I know it's about me. Mm-hmm. Now, the other person may be out of line, blah, 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 blah. But the truth is, I can't make them change. Right. So what can I do to shift this So this what whole can concept? you do? Well, let's talk about an example. Okay. You want to do that? Sure. Okay. So you know that for the last three or four months, I've been struggling with an issue um, with someone. I felt my boundaries have been um, compromised. Compromised. There right. was someone that I was dealing with, and it was a boundary issue. And, and it wasn't me, though. Just, no, it was just not for you, the record. My dear. That's it good. was not you. And I'm going to stay very general. Okay. You don't wanna... Yeah, I don't really want to get into the deep details. Okay. I felt my this person was inappropriate, and that there was some boundary issues. But I, I got angry first right. because I, the, my thoughts were initially, this person should know better. I can't believe they would do this. Can you believe they'd be so rude? Can you? I had so to you go. Had a typical response. I had a typical angry. Well, didn't I? Didn't I come talk to you about it all the time? Yeah, and you were say, mad and sad and right. everything. And I needed initially. I'm putting you on the spot here, but what did I need initially to from be you? heard? To be heard and to be validated that the way I felt was okay. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. And instead of me thinking, because my tendency right. is I get quiet and you think that I think that you're crazy. Right. Or you problem solve it and, and say you shouldn't feel. that's what I call steps backwards. <laughs> yes. Well, because someday, you and I were just discussing this where I say to you something that's really deep for me and you have learned to not problem solve. So you don't problem solve, but you just go totally mute. I listen. You listen. <laughs> I know you're listening, but you've got to like reflect back to me right. and what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm going to speak for maybe a lot of people here, hopefully, is I'm looking to to have you see me and know that I'm feeling this way, but remind me that I'm okay. That that it's okay that I'm angry and that you still see who I am. Because right. I need that groundedness. Well, I'm doing a men's group in a few weeks, and okay. the topic is relationships. And to prepare for it, I listen to Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I and know. in that you, book... You love that book. I do, because it's... And, the, and one of the ideas in the book is it says... That the absolute worst thing that a guy or a husband can do to a woman or the wife is belittle or minimize why it is they're getting upset. Right. And I think us guys kind of feel like, oh, why, what you, what's the big deal? Why are you getting so angry? Just go over and talk to her or just do this or just do that. And it completely makes everything worse. Well, it's belittling the idea. It's belittling your wife. Right. It's saying you're silly mm-hmm. or stupid and your feelings don't count mm-hmm. so just override those feelings and go do this anyway so that's level one of badness okay that's level level two which is just guys just listen and that's uh, a little bit better than level one right listen um with intention and an open heart level three the best <laughs> thing you can do right is to validate right and to say that the feelings that you have are normal and justified right and, and, and yes, exactly. And the thing is, is you don't then, this is the piece. You don't have to agree and say, yes, I'm mad at them too. And, and you're right. and They're wrong. You just validate the person. Say, you could even say, I don't feel, you said this to me. I don't feel the anger that you feel about this, mm-hmm. but 
I know that this is bothering you, and how can I help you with this? Or, is that what I said, or is that what no, I should have said? No, I'm just making that up. So if I, if, if you said, Todd, this is exactly what I wanted to hear, it was what you just said. No, what I wanted to hear was, you know me, and you know that if I'm angry, then it must be a really big deal for me, and that you see me clearly enough that you know that anger is not typical for me. So and this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Anger is not me. And my listening, uh, passively or actively, regardless, was not getting you to feel that way. Well, yeah, I kind of felt like you were alone. I kind of felt like you didn't understand that I was struggling. Like, you, gosh, it's so hard I to knew talk you about. were struggling. I know, but I needed you to say, Kathy, if this made you angry, there must be something going on yeah. because I don't see you angry very much. Right. How can I support you in this? You don't have to get angry too. Right. I think that's the piece. That even some women would want their husbands yeah. to get mad too. And like that's to, not fair. That's a gang up, and that's like trying to make them feel something they don't. Right. It's the seeing you and being like, if you're angry, I trust who you are, right. and I know that this must be a big deal. Right. Or if you're sad, I trust who you are, and I want to support you, and I think whatever you're feeling is okay. Right. Now, the, where this gets out of balance is if you have a significant other or a partner that is constantly mm-hmm. annoyed at people and constantly frustrated and const- constantly sad. Then That's hard. you're going to drain the guy, yeah. and it's like, well, this is my life. Right. I can't do it. But right. you, you, and I think the example that you bring up is... This was a much bigger deal, so I needed to give it much more attention. If you did that every day, be like, here we go again. Exactly. And notice, like, how often do I get angry? Like, I mean, I get annoyed every day about little things, but what's the, like, anger? Well, you don't cry because something's going on very often. Like, you cry in joy, and you see your kids doing something special, but this made you so emotional. It made you sad and cry and anger and everything else. So it was a bigger, bigger deal. So I was sad, but it really was based in anger because I felt, but here's the thing about anger. What I realized, I had to dig into it and see why am I so angry right now? And it's because I felt powerless. Right. That's what I discovered. But I had to sit in that Power, discomfort. Powerlessness. Well, that discomfort. The perceived of, powerlessness. But before I even got to powerlessness, I had to sit in anger and right. go, why am I so angry? And, I, it, and I'm talking, this took months, and it, it doesn't always. Right. But for me, this was a big one. Right. Like, I couldn't see what it was. I had to keep, like, and instead of focusing my anger on the person, mm. I had to go inside and be like, why is this person provoking me so much? Because you and I together have come through a lot with boundaries, yes. not just our relationship, but other people right. you know, outside of external us. And factors. External factors. And so I feel like that's a thing, I've a bridge I've crossed. Right. And I'm like, why am I so frustrated? And I went inside and realized I feel powerless. And when you are powerless, what you need to do is get your power back. And how do you do that? Well, I had to... <laughs> I had to talk to this person right. and tell them honestly how I felt. Right. And whereas before you didn't want to do that because you didn't want to be perceived as a B-I-T-C-H. Or I didn't want to stir the pot or I didn't, I, I wanted to be passive aggressive and have them figure it out by me being rude, which is so not me. And, when, was you, so uncomfortable. and when you talked to this person, you didn't do it out of anger. No. You did mm-hmm. it out of respect and kindness. And because if you would have gone over there angry, how do you think it would have gone over? Um, well, it wouldn't have gone over well at all. Right. And, and I, you know, and that's the thing is, is when you are angry, that is an emotion you're feeling about something, right? right? When you are, if you act from that, if you allow that to spill over onto either the person you're angry at or the people in your family, Mm -hmm. 
then that's where it's a problem. Right. If you get angry and it makes you look at something differently, it's right. a gift. Right. Do you see the difference? Yeah. But what people do is they become reactive. Mm-hmm. And so they feel an emotion and they react from that. Okay. And so then they, they're, I can't say any different. They react from anger and they feel justified mm-hmm. because they're angry. Right. That's what road rage is. Or when you yell at your kids mm-hmm. about something, it's this, you're reacting from that spot. If instead you feel anger and you can look at it. For me, this was a bigger thing. It, let's talk about it on a smaller scale. Your child breaks something in the house. Right. You look at it. It's something you love. Right. You are angry. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and you may even make that, you know, we call that, I call that toning. You make like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Take a breath. You may even need to say, I'm angry. Right. I need to walk away for a second. Right. And it may take a second, five minutes. But that is better than reacting, reacting out of the anger. Because of the reacting out of the anger would be yelling, mm-hmm. telling them why you don't trust them, right. um, threatening, mm-hmm. doing things. Punish them. Punish them. When they mean, may need to, to have a boundary set or they may need to have some kind of consequence because they weren't listening for some reason, but you are not reacting from anger. I don't think anybody feels good after reacting from anger. Do you? I don't think so. I think um, because you do things you normally would not do. Right. You're, you're lost. You're, my term is you're unconscious. If you right. are acting out of this strong emotion, then it's going to make your life more miserable. Exactly. I don't know how, but it just does it. Exactly. It j- well, usually the consequences of acting out of anger are negative. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you're acting from that Something place of rage. Something you're going to regret later. It is. That's where people hit someone, right. punch a mirror, kick something, say something they'll regret. Um, say something they don't mean, yeah. um, Hurt. Wa- walk away. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, that's that space between, you know, and, and the space between can, can make the difference between anger being something negative and an- anger being transformative. Because for me, you know, going back to the example, get understanding that I felt powerless and, and getting that power back and responding from a place of, I'm going to take care of myself and love myself and say the truth mm-hmm. Everything's fine now. Right. Nothing deep needed to be done. I just needed to see and, you know, to to see myself. And sometimes it's a matter of walking around the block. Sometimes it's one deep breath. And some, in this case, it, it took was a long time. months mm-hmm. of processing mm-hmm. to do it. And I think the point that you want to make is that the anger is not a bad thing. No. And we kind of look at it like it is a bad thing. Right. And if we can transform the anger because we are human beings who get angry... And use these techniques, whether it's breathing or walking around or meditating or sitting on it, whatever it is, if you can use your tools to transform that anger into, because now things are Are better than they ever were. And I feel empowered. I feel stronger. The anger is trying to help you. It's trying to tell you something that's missing or bothering you or something you're not looking at Mm -hmm. or something that needs to be healed or something that needs to be shifted. I can't say what it is for everybody, but when you get angry, it's something. and, And that person may have done some things, but you can't control them. Right. So all you can do is look inside right. and if you, you know, if you can go off and yell at them and feel good for that five minutes, but how do you feel the next day? Right. That's the thing is some will say, well, I felt great after I yelled at that person. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but mm-hmm. did it solve anything? Well, and I think the most powerful statement you just said is that the anger is there to help you. It's there to, and if to you help can, you. If you can look at the anger in such a way and embrace it in a way saying, this is here to teach me something. Right. 
and that's very challenging to do, but it's something that can be done. And there is something a partner can do for someone. Mm-hmm. The next time I get angry, because will I get angry again? Of course. Yeah. For you to say to me, wow, you are really angry. What do you think this is? Mm-hmm. What do you think this is? Tra-? Like, be on that page with yeah. me. Um, you know, and you don't have to say, hey, transform it right now immediately. But wow, this is a good, this is good. Right. Something's coming, right. you know. And um, sometimes people roll their eyes when I say that, you know, because nobody but enjoys you, being angry. You got to put it on the radar. You got to I mean, put it out there. Some of these ideas that we're going to, that we talk about are not easy ideas to, I'm not going to say to grasp. They're easy to grasp, but to put into practice mm-hmm. is something that we practice every single right. day. And it's not an easy thing to do, but if you can at least start to think about things like this, then maybe you'll find yourself in an, an internal dialogue where things you view things just a little bit differently, right. and, it, and it's a small shift that you can make. And it's so helpful because then, here's the bottom line, then we're not afraid of anger, right? so we don't allow we don't push it down and repress it which we know it will come out in other ways or it'll help or it'll uh, make us physically not well and then when we see our children being angry then we won't be afraid Mm -hmm. we will we will know that that is a tool for them they're trying to learn something they're trying to transform something they're trying to tell you something they're trying to communicate it's another emotion that is there to help them and what our job is is to help them not react from it but to have some tools to, to bring themselves back into balance and then have an opportunity to talk about that anger. Right. What what was that? Let's right. talk about that. And then our kids won't be afraid of it. We're evolving. Mm-hmm. Let's just help them evolve. Every day. Okay. Um, I want to talk about our new partner. Okay. And after that, can we talk about Batman a little bit? Yes. Okay. Both the, the movie we just saw in the theater and the movie yes. that we saw. If we saw Batman Begins on, on iTunes. But Helping Hands is our new partner. We're very proud that they jumped on board with us. Um, what do they do? Helping Hands made services. They clean your house, and they do a fantastic job. And we know that. Why? Because they cleaned our house, and they did a fantastic job. Cracked me up because we, we kind of hung out outside while they were cleaning, and JC came outside, and she goes, Mom, they're cleaning the walls. Like they were, You don't clean I the don't walls. I don't clean the walls. And it was so nice because I was having a party that weekend, and it was just beautiful. Well, and this fits in beautifully to our theme, which is self-care. Yes. And this is something, if you worry and... You're struggling with your energy because you're cleaning your house constantly. This is one small thing you can do for yourself to be happier with your family. Well, and the thing is, is you know, the, probably the amount that we'll use it is once a month right. because I like to have a deep clean of my house. And then I, I love cleaning my house. Otherwise, I mean, love is a strong word. Right. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. But to have someone come in and do the parts I don't want to do once a month. And then for those of you that want to knock it off your list completely once a week, once every two weeks, I think we all have different needs in that area. But um, we love Helping Hands Made Services, and we love their, what's the word I'm looking for? Their professionalism. When we sat down and talked to Gosha, yeah, her professionalism. Oh, she had a good good vibe. She has a good energy. She gives back to um, Um, charity, community, like free um, services to people who are struggling. I mean, it's just, she's, we, Todd and I put a lot more thought into who we partner with than you may think, and we were really appreciative of Gosha's energy. Very much so. So a few of the details is they've been in business since 2001, so they've been doing this 11 years. They're based out of Elmhurst. They work all over the western suburbs. Um, Help us. Uh, by supporting our partner, consider giving them a call. Their phone number is 
630-530-1324. And their website is helpinghandsmadeservices.com. And you can get it on our website, too, if you don't remember that. And then, of course, Avid, who we love. Um, they home, got the... Um, the Avid special. The Avid end of July special. <laughs> Painting and remodeling all over the Chicagoland area, 630-956-1800, avidco.net. And Tree of Life Chiropractic, if you need an adjustment or you want just help, overall health for your family, give them a call, too. Dr. Kelly Salad, uh, 20 bucks for an introductory scan. You cannot beat it. Oh, and then so chirotree.com. And helping hands, it's $25 off your first cleaning if you mention Zen Parenting Radio. And we'll put all this on the Facebook, so right. on the Facebook. Yeah. The, that's what it used to be called before. Until Justin Timberlake said not Until to. Justin Timberlake said call it Facebook. That's right. So anyway, go on uh, Zen Parenting Radio Facebook page. So what about Batman? So, okay, so we saw The Dark Knight Rises, which I liked and you did not, um, correct? I thought it was okay. Okay, so I liked it. A lot of information in there, meaning that there was a lot of things going on, and, and I'm really not a fan of the car chases, even though I, everybody loves that. I kind of like the character development. So, But there are pieces that Todd and I realized we were missing because we saw the second one with the Joker, but we never saw Batman Begins. Right. So on Friday night, um, my sister took our kids, which was great because we were going to go out to dinner. Thank you, teen. And um, before we had dinner, we had a few hours, so we decided to watch Batman Begins. I can't believe we had two hours in our house without our kids. We, I kept saying, do we ever have this? No, it, it was so happen. crazy. It's either one or the other. So we watch Batman Begins, and it's a really wonderful movie yeah. for the reason of you. It, it's all about character development. I think people like car chases might think it's boring, but it's all about why Bruce Wayne becomes who he is. And if you're a huge Batman fan, you may already know that. But the way Christopher Nolan, the director, did it, I just thought it was really beautiful, and I felt it. And there was. Um, he has a lot of anger. He has a lot of fear. And what he decided to do was take that anger and fear and transform it into something helpful. Sounds very similar to the first part mm, of our show. It sounds a little familiar. So basically you're stealing the idea from Bruce Wayne. Well, I cried a lot in Batman Begins, which sounds crazy. You cried in the first five minutes. I did because I just... I knew where it was going, and I also feel I the power of that, of being able to transform something like that. There, The scene that Todd and I keep talking about in that is there's a scene where Bruce, he's afraid of bats because he, he was attacked by bats yeah. when he was little. And he goes to this cave, and he realizes he has to face his fear and deal. Mm -hmm. And he stands there, and the bats surround him, and he closes his eyes and just stands in the bats. Mm -hmm. And so we kept, you know, Todd and I were like, oh, my gosh. Like, talk about facing your fear in the most literal, metaphorical way. He mm -hmm. stood in the bats. Here's the best part, though. Later on, 15 minutes later, Alfred says something to him about, why are you a Batman? You know, why is that who you chose to be? And um, Bruce Wayne says, because I am afraid of bats. Mm -hmm. So him standing in his fear didn't mean the fear completely went away. Right. It means that your fear comes back up, mm -hmm. but can you stand in it? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times our anger comes from things we're afraid of. Right. Like I was afraid of powerlessness or sure. afraid of loneliness or mm -hmm. afraid. And so anger often is connected to our fear. Right. So can you stand in it? It may be something that comes up for a lifetime, but can you see it? And then, therefore, not respond from it. And I really do believe that it'll lessen mm -hmm. the more you look at it. But what I loved is that there wasn't this, oh, I stood, in, I stood in the bats, so now I'm completely free. And he never was. He never was. It was something he needed to continuously work on. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, that's, I like embracing that, too. But in that scene where he's standing up and all the bats are going by him and he's kind of got this big, serene look on him, mm -hmm. um, you don't think, you think he's still afraid a little bit? Of course. And, uh -huh. But I don't mean, what I mean by that is he faced it. 
and he stood, we keep saying this, he stood in the bats. But the thing is, is it doesn't mean, haven't you ever been afraid of something and you've confronted it, but then it comes up again in a different way? Like he, I don't think he would, like he would choose to stand in bats. I think he did that to face it. And he needs to keep working through that. It's something that's cellular. He is a, do you know what I mean? I think I know what you Because Alfred mean. asks him, like 15 minutes later, why did you choose to be a bat? And he said, because, Alfred, I'm, I, I fear bats. Right. So he still fears them, but he stood in them. Well, and I think the moral of this show is to, I don't know if embrace your fear would be a, a fair summary of it, but don't be afraid. And it comes back a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear because you. It, it, it it's just another way of healing on a different level. All right. Okay. So there was another thing that you wanted me to Why talk Why did about. you make that facial expression? Because I thought it stopped recording. But oh, it, but okay. It didn't, so okay. we're okay. All right. Um, you wanted to ask me a question um, about um, something you did with your okay. girlfriend. So here's my big question. It's and not, I don't know what the question I know. is. It's not be. really a tournament of bad thing. It's just something that my girlfriends and I have noticed. And I had my... My book club on Sunday morning. On my birthday. Happy yeah, birthday to happy me. Happy belated birthday. Um, and uh, we were discussing this. Why, when you guys go to the bathroom, yeah. are you in there for like an hour? Because we're cavemen. But what are you doing? Reading. You're not. But so you're not. You're admitting to the fact that you're not going to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom for like a minute, and then you thank read. you. That is what I... But so the thing is, is you're just sitting on the toilet. I only toilet. have so much poop in my body. Well, that's the thing. I know you're not going to the bathroom that whole time. Yeah. But why do you sit there? Because we... Our DNA is go into caveman mode and accept your... Um, and just be secluded from the world. And there is a... So you want to do that on the toilet? Where else in this house am I not going to get bothered? Oh, like the basement, you could go in the bedroom and close the door. It just, it seems like this weird male thing where like, cause that's the thing. If I'm going to go to the bathroom, I'm trying to get in and out as quick as possible. Yeah. And you guys like hang out in there, but there's this like, you're protected by the fact that you're in the bathroom. So we can't Don't question. Don't mess with me. Somebody goes in the basement, all of a sudden I'm available. If I lock the bathroom door, I am hmm. not available. And I, we don't have a lock in our basement. And if we did, maybe that's where I would hang out. Okay. So you go in there, you go to the bathroom, you're done. Mm-hmm. And then you stay there and read so you can be alone. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because yeah. remember... No distractions, nobody talking to you, no kids messing with you, nobody knocking on the door. It's... Well, that's not true that there's nobody knocking on the door. I think well, people knock on the door. Well, those girls know better than to mess with me. It's just you've been in there for 20 minutes before. Of course. And and that's a really long time. Eh. Do you ever bring your phone in there? Um, on occasion. It's not a habit of mine, but... That's know. what one of my girlfriends was saying, that sometimes her husband brings the phone in there. Yeah. And I'm like, are you going to call people in there? No, I haven't I haven't um, stooped down to that level okay. yet. Maybe, okay. I'll, maybe I'll start making Maybe my that's calls on the list. While sitting on the can. Yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to clarify that for men, it didn't take longer to go to the bathroom for some crazy body function reason. No, no. I okay. think our body functions the same way girls does from a pooping standpoint. Okay, so you're kind of outing everybody because I think a lot of men take that opportunity to, to get away. I don't know. You asked me a question. I'm answering as honestly as I okay. can. Okay. Well, that's good. That's I, good. I thought it was going to be of more depth. I didn't think it was about pooping. Well, it's not really. I just, we were questioning. And actually, we were talking about, remember how we saw Friends with Kids, that mm-hmm. movie? Mm-hmm. And remember how he's in the bathroom for like 20 or 30 minutes in that movie? Maya Rudolph's husband. When they come over the first time when they have the kids. Yeah. And she's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And then he opens the door to the bathroom. And so the whole room starts to stink. smell bad. Yeah. And he's like, I'm trying to air it out. Yeah. And she's like, 
on us. Yeah. <laughs> Where else is it going to go? <laughs> well, I just, it just, to me, it just, it, there was such truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. So are we good? Yeah, we're good. I, I had, there was now, no anger about the, the bathroom thing. You're I mean, more, it's more curiosity. You know, since we're talking about anger, I was not angry. I just, because it got brought up by my other girlfriends too, I thought, gosh, this is a really common thing. Mm-hmm. Guys like hang out in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, when you're in your high school years, you, you, you might want to do something a little different. Really? Of, where else are you going to do that? Well, it's just, it's the bad. I mean, I guess. All right. If you're a high know. schooler and you got those hormones, I mean, I don't know. You think about sex every, whatever, 20 seconds when yeah. you're in high school. I feel bad for you guys. It's not easy. Oh, you yeah. know what it's like being in geometry class and all of a sudden you get excited about a triangle? No. No. It's, you're not excited about the triangle. Though. I don't know. It's just, you don't have to be excited about anything. It just happens. You wake up in the morning, you're not thinking about anything, and they're That's what I thought me. is sometimes it's you, there's the separation between. Yeah, it's an autonomous it's, reaction. It's like a... It's not connected. That's right. Yeah, Christopher Reed, before he died, he was still able to get excited. Really? Even though his, everything below his neck uh, was shut down. Wow. And I found that out on a Larry King interview. They, they were interviewing Dana Reed and Christopher Reed, and he's like, no, that's an autonomous reaction. So that still has a mind of its own. When, yeah. So then they say it has a mind of its own. That's what it it's means. It's literal. Literally has a mind of its own. Hmm. Okay. Well, we're learning things today. So we ran out of time. I want to talk about this other thing, but I do have one tournament of bad thing. Okay, let's hear. Um, I can't stand the balloons that you get from Jewel that um, are on the floor six hours after you get them. Oh, I know. It's brutal. They use like the cheapest helium ever, and it drives me absolutely crazy. I know. Crazy. And then there's a balloon. Like there's a balloon in our house right now that's just floating around from uh, my from, niece's party. From two weeks and ago. And it's from two weeks ago. Yeah. And it's What's just, the deal? I don't know. Do you think it's cheap helium or do you think it's cheap balloon? I don't know. I'm going to do a research project on that and get back to you next week. Are you really? No. Okay. Okay. So this is Todd Adams saying uh, bon voyage. And this is Kathy Adams. Have a great week. Adios. Adios.